0: There have been uh, concerns about the economy, and then excitement about the economy, and that there's uh, excitement and concern about the economy all the time, right? We either are worried about it, or we're excited about it. We we don't, there's no like in between, There. it's just a status quo. It just seems like we're either excited, or we're worried, or we're both excited and worried at the same time, Right? But the, the way that we measure that, or one of the measures of whether or not the economy is good, is whether or not there are enough jobs for the people, right? That, that there is enough work for everybody to do, because everybody needs to work. Everybody needs to be able to provide for their family. And so um, it may be, in fact, that the economists might say that the economy is good, but somebody doesn't have a job and doesn't have a, or doesn't have sufficient work, and so they are not feeling that. Or they might, the economists might say the economy is bad, but the individual says, but I have a job that's providing for me, and so I'm fine. I'm not concerned about the economy. Well, the reason that I say that is today we're looking at a parable of Jesus. This is a story of Jesus that explains to us what the economy of the kingdom of heaven is like. And so I'd like you to just listen as I read to you this parable from Jesus from Matthew chapter 20. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing, and he said to them, "'Why do you stand here idle all day?' They said to him, "'Because no one has hired us.' And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, "'Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now, when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more." but each of them also received a denarius and on receiving it they grumbled at the master of the house saying these last worked only one hour and you have made them equal to us we who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat but he replied to one of them friend i am doing you no wrong do you not agree with me for a, did you not agree with me for a denarius take what belongs to you and go I choose to give this to the last worker as I gave to you. Am I not allowed to be to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first last." Now, in the context of this, this parable is going to wrap up a a mini-section in the book of Matthew. And that mini-section, if you recall, from a few weeks ago, began with the little children who were trying to get to Jesus, right? The parents had brought the little children, and the little children were seeing Jesus. They were hearing him teach. They were watching the miracles, and they were pushing the kids forward. And the disciples were going, no, 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 no kids no kids. This is going to be an adult. This is real stuff is happening here. No kids here, right? And so the, Jesus said to the disciples, no, no. Disciples, don't hinder the little children from coming to me. Don't stop them because the kingdom of heaven belongs to ones like these. So let them come, okay? So we have this, this uh, story of Jesus in inviting the little kids to come to him, And then we're going to see, as he's explaining to his disciples through these kids as an object lesson, look, you have to be like a little child if you want to come into the kingdom of heaven. So the very next thing that happens is that this uh, rich young man comes up and says, what must I do to have eternal life? And now the disciples are looking at this rich young man and going, now that's what I'm talking about. That's what I, that's the kind of person we want hanging out with Jesus. Those are the kinds of people. Then Jesus starts talking with him. well, have you been keeping the commands? Oh, yeah, I've been keeping all the commands since my youth. And the disciples are going, that's right, that's right. That's the kingdom of heaven right there. That's what we're talking about. And Jesus says, okay, well, if you want to um, inherit eternal life and and, uh, be perfect, then what you should do is sell everything that you own and follow me. And the rich young man was so sad because he had so much money and so many things, and he went, and he walked away sad. And Jesus said, yeah, it's really hard for a rich person to get into the kingdom of heaven. And the disciples went, what? What? If somebody like that with all that money and all those resources and such great morality can't get into the kingdom of heaven, then who can? And Jesus said, yeah, it's really hard. Impossible for men to get into the kingdom of heaven. With God, it's possible, but not for men. And so then Peter says to him, okay, wait, what about us though? We dropped everything. When you came along and said, come follow us, we dropped everything just like this young man wouldn't. What then for us? And Jesus said, oh yeah, oh yeah. For you, you, there will be 12 thrones. For you, there will be great reward for dropping everything and following me. And he ended like this last week. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 29. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. And so, he's explaining to his disciples, yes, yes, for you who have left everything to follow me, you will inherit everything. You will inherit everything. You will receive eternal life. There will be much for you. But even in that, right? Even in that, but as as Peter is saying, I, I, We dropped everything, right? You called us to follow me, and we dropped everything. Left the boat, left dad, left the fishing nets, left everything to follow you. So there's going to be great reward for us, right? And Jesus is going, yes, there's going to be great reward for you. Let me set up some expectations, though. Because the last are going to be first, and the first are going to be last. Let me tell you a story, and then he gets into this story. And he begins and ends this story with the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Because the disciples have gone, okay, the rich young man doesn't get in, but we dropped everything. We gave up everything to follow Jesus, so we are really the best, right? We thought that that rich young man was uh, like, that was top tier, but now we know, nope, we're the top tier. We're the top tier. And so, Jesus tells this story, and he says, you know, the kingdom of heaven is like this master. This is uh, Matthew 20, verse 1. The kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. And after agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. Okay, so... We have this person who owns a vineyard. He's the master of the vineyard, and he needs somebody to come in and work it. We don't know exactly what it is that they need to do. Maybe they need to go in and do the pruning. Maybe they need to go in and do the harvesting. We don't really know. The work itself is not really important to this story. What's important is that this master has work to be done, and he's out looking for people to work, right? And these people need the work. They need the work. They're standing in the marketplace, this is, would be day laborers, they're waiting for somebody to come and tell them, we have work for you, right? And for those of you who have spent time without work, it can be an anxious time. Is there anybody that is going to hire me? I can go for a little while without work. But I can't go for a long time without work, and so these people would probably be living day to day or week to week, and they would be uh, in the marketplace recognizing that they needed the work when it was available. And so there they are waiting for someone to come in from out of town and say, I'm looking for workers, and they'd go, me, beep, me, 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 pick me, pick me. And these ones are there early in the morning, right? Because the the master is going out early in the morning and he's looking for people to work. And these people are going, we need that work. We need that work. Would you pick us? And so he comes in and he says, okay, well, yeah, I've got work for you to do. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a denarius today. Now, probably most of you don't know how much a denarius is. That's fine. It's about a day's work, right? Very reasonable. This would be a very reasonable pay for a day's worth of work okay so that that's all all that it is he says how about a denarius they go yep that sounds right that's what we would expect for this kind of work and we agree we will do that work this sounds like uh, a good exchange for us you're going to pay us a reasonable wage we're going to put in a reasonable amount of work today and then tomorrow we'll probably do the whole thing again Okay, so that's the setup for this. So far, nothing weird about this. Nothing weird at all. This is how we would expect any economy to work. The kingdom of heaven to work this way, anything. You, you exchange goods for services, right? That this person is going to come in, they're going to work in this vineyard, and you're going to pay them a fair wage at the end of the day. Yes, this sounds very normal. Now, we move on. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. Then, verse 3 And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, You go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right I will give you. So they went. Now, the the day, the work day, is broken up into quarters of the day, right? Hours 1 through 3, it was a 12-hour work day. Hours 1 through 3, hours 3 through 6, hours 6 through 9, and hours 9 through 12, okay? So, he's coming out in the next quarter of the day, and he sees that there are still people around, and he's going, oh, you haven't been hired yet, you don't have a place to work yet? Come work in my vineyard, and I'll pay you whatever's fair. Now, maybe some of them had been there, and for whatever reason, they didn't get hired at the first part. Maybe they weren't early, early risers, and so they didn't get there right at the really early part of the day when the sun was coming up, and so they didn't get in on that whatever it was. These people are are coming in, and they're recognizing we're going to get the three-quarter work, three-quarters of the day work. And he says, and I'll pay you what's fair. So, okay, they're probably not going to get a denarius, but it's way better than nothing right? And so, okay, we're going to exchange again, and we're going to do the work. You're going to give us the pay. Now, going out about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. So now this uh, master of the vineyard is going out at the midpoint, right? Around noon, he's going out, and he's finding people, and he's telling them, oh, hey, hey, why don't you come? You don't have a place to work yet. Why don't you come work in my vineyard? come work in my vineyard, and I'll pay you whatever's fair. He goes out around uh, noon. He goes out, out around three o'clock in the afternoon, maybe, and he's going, hey, uh, you, you guys are still here. Come, 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 work in my vineyard. I will give you work, and I will pay you what is fair. So far, fairly normal, right? So far, fairly normal, We keep adding workers. Maybe it's that he's just got a ton of work to do. Maybe he's just feeling like uh, these people really need work and he feels compassion for them, and so he's giving them work to do. I'm not sure. It doesn't say because the work is not important for the story. What's important is that he keeps coming out and he keeps finding workers. Throughout the day, he keeps coming. He keeps inviting people to work in his vineyard and telling them he's going to pay them what is fair. Now, all of those things are pretty normal until we get to verse 6. And about the 11th hour, he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you go into the vineyard too. He went out at the 11th hour? that's weird that's there's only like one working hour left in the day before the sun is going to go down and it's going to start getting dark we're running out of time for the day why bother why bother going out and getting people in at this late hour how much work could they possibly get done not very much not very much. We're running out of day. We're getting to the point of in the day where pretty soon the laborers are going to be cleaning up their tools and things and get packing up and getting ready to head st- home. And yet at this late hour of the day, he comes out and he goes, hey, what are you guys doing standing out here? They said, well, nobody's hired us. We, we would like to work. We need the work, but there's nobody that's hired us yet. And so he says, okay, okay go, 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 go. Get into the vineyard, go work. And I will pay you what is right. So they go. Now, when evening came, verse 8, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. One. And when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. That is completely unexpected. There'd been no promise about how much, no agreement about how much they would be making, but it was weird that he went out and collected these workers to work in his vineyard at the 11th hour, and now it is completely surprising, shocking even, that he would pay them a full day's wage, a full day's wage, How generous is this guy? He recognizes their need, right? They needed to be working all day. They needed a a whole day's wage. They didn't get hired, so they didn't do the whole day's work, but he gave them the whole day's wage anyway. Each of them worked, right? Because when you get hired to go work in the vineyard, that's what you do. You go and you do the work for as long as the day is left. That's how long you work. But these guys didn't work for very long because they didn't get hired until really late in the day. And so then he says, but I'm going to pay them anyway. Now, why did he pay them first? I don't know. Fits in the story really well, though, because then everybody else gets to see what they got paid. And everybody gets to see the generousness, the generous nature of this master of this particular vineyard. They get to go, wow, that was really nice of him. Now, when those, so verse 9, when those hired about the 11th hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now, when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. Why did they think they would get paid more? Because this is a really generous guy. Look at that. Look at how the people who came in at the 11th hour, they got paid a denarius. What? Can you imagine being those guys that got hired at the beginning of the day? Oh, they got paid a denarius. What do you think we're going to get? Do You think we're going to get two denarius? Three den- denarii? denarius <laughs> uh, this is? Do you think we're going to get four? I mean, they got hired only for an hour. My, my brother and I, when we, um, when we were young men, uh, we were day laborers. Uh, I mean, th- we were young men, and so we put in the amount of work that you can put in when you're a teenage boy, okay? And I, I can remember uh, there was a time that we were working really hard, and, and uh, this guy hired us the man's name was Toby, and he was a very generous guy, and um, he hired us because he wanted to hire us. He, he knew us, and he was, was very gracious, and so he had us do this work, and then he paid us. We had a going rate. I'm not going to tell you. It was long enough ago. I'm not going to tell you what the going rate was at that time, but I will tell you that he paid us three times what we expected to get paid, and the work that he had us do was very easy. And so after that, my brother and I would say, wow, this job is really Toby. Anytime a job turned out to be really easy, that was our adjective to describe, oh, this was a Toby job for sure, right? That's what these guys are looking at. These guys got hired at the beginning of the day. They're looking at those guys at the 11th hour of the day going, wow, that job was really Toby for them. Can you imagine what he's going to do for us when it's our turn? I bet some of you can imagine what is going to happen for them when it's their turn. Now, when those who were hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, these last worked only one hour. And yet you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. What? You gave them a denarius? And you're giving us a denarius? We got up before the crack of dawn. You hired us as the sun was coming up. We worked all day long. We worked so many hours. We worked 12 hours and those guys worked one. We worked in the heat of the day. Do you know how hot it is in Israel in the heat of the day? Very hot. Very hot. We had to work that whole time and these guys show up in the evening as the sun is going down, they work for one hour in the cool of the day, and they get paid the same as us? Where do you get off doing that? You know, I, I, I understand these guys. These initial workers, right? I understand them because I, I want Jesus to be like, Travis, you worked so hard, let me just give you everything, right? You, you have done so well, you just worked really hard. You know, we've been reading, uh, some of us have been reading through uh, the Bible together and we're in the book of Luke right now, and so I, I heard this, read this, and this is the parable that I think of, right, from Luke 19, uh, where he's, there was another master gave each of his, his um, servants some money, and then they, they were minas, those were the money, and then they, they used those minas, and they made more money, and then when he came back, he gave it to them, right? Okay, so when he returned, Luke 19, verse 15, when he returned, having received the kingdom, he ordered these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to them, that he might know what they had gained by doing business. The first came before him and said, "'Lord, your mina has made 10 minas more.' And he said to him, "'Well done, good and faithful servant. "'Because you have been faithful in a very little, "'you shall have authority over 10 cities.'" That's the kind of thing that I want to hear, right? I fancy myself a pretty good worker. I fancy myself the the kind of person that God should be excited to have me working for him and should be like, "'Yes, you've been doing a really good job. "'Here you go, Travis.' I have rewarded your good efforts by giving you ten times that, right? That's, That's what I would like to hear. So I get these guys that look at those who only worked for one hour and are kind of begrudging them what they got because they got the same thing for so much less effort. Now, when we go back to Matthew chapter 20, we get the response of the master in verse 13. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last worker as I gave you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? Verse 13 is so disarming to me. He doesn't say to him, Look, day laborer. He says, Friend, friend. He's relating to him as a peer and goes, hey, why are you so grumpy? Why are you so upset about this? Didn't I, when I came out, I said, hey, come work in my vineyard and I will pay you a denarius. Didn't I say that? Yeah, yeah, that's what you said. And didn't you say, okay? Well, yeah, that's what I said. What's the problem? Well, the problem is that other guy. He got a denarius too. And the master of the vineyards is going, what does that have to do with you and me? Right? If, if Toby had hired me at the beginning of the day and the work had been much harder, and he had paid me what my going rate was instead of three times what my going rate was, would I have been upset? No. That's what I would expect. I would expect to have hard work all day long, and then he would pay me the agreed-upon wage. I wouldn't have any problem with that. It would seem right to me. Unless I was doing all the digging and shoveling and hard work While my brother was walking around with the leaf blower, and then my brother got paid twice as much as me. Then I would be grumpy, right? Why? What has changed? Has my agreement with the boss changed? No. The only thing that has changed is my perception of somebody else's effort. What did they put in and what did they get? And that's what the master here of this vineyard is pointing out to them. Look. I didn't wrong you at all. I didn't wrong you at all. You got what you expected to get for the effort that you expected to put forth. I didn't wrong you at all. Why do you begrudge me my generosity over here? You know, I I think that those day laborers, those early riser ones, would have had less of a problem with it if he had just gone out to the marketplace and gone, you didn't get hired today? Here, let me give you each a denarius. Because they would have seen that as being pure charity then, right? They would have seen that as being pure charity and they wouldn't have had a problem with that because it would have been in in a different category. It's only when he hires them and brings them in that now it becomes a problem, Because now they're going, hang on, we have a fee for service situation here. We're trading work for compensation, and the amount of work doesn't seem right for the amount of compensation. This doesn't seem fair. But the master of the vineyard isn't trying to be fair in that sense, he's being compassionate. He recognizes the need for each of these to do work so that they can receive a day's wage. And he gives them work. And it didn't matter if they started early in the morning or halfway through. Each of them was called to the same thing, the dignity of work. I'm calling you to work. He didn't just hand them each a denarius and say, I know that you need the money, here you go. He invited them each in and said, I want you to work in my vineyard for however much of the day you're available, for however much of the day there is left. I want you to do the work. And then he pays them each a day's wage. You know, it reminds me, again, we've been reading through the book of Luke, and so uh, I I think that this other parable that Jesus told connects to this. In Luke chapter 7, Uh, Sorry, in Luke chapter 17, verse 7. He says, "'Will any one of you who has a servant plowing or keeping sheep say to him when he has come in from the field, "'Come at once and recline at table?' "'Will he not rather say to him, "'Prepare supper for me and dress properly "'and serve me while I eat and drink, "'and afterwards you will eat and drink?' "'Does he thank the servant because he did what what was commanded?' "'So you also.'" when you have done all that you were commanded, say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. You know, I I want it to be like the, the minas parable, right? That I would get a couple of minas, I would be faithful with those minas, and then God would reward me with lots of minas. But at the same time, we also have this parable, because while God is very generous, he, we also recognize that He has brought us in and we are brought in as servants, right? Workers. And we don't expect that if we go out and work as servants of the Lord, that then when we come in, the Lord will say, oh, you have worked so hard. Would you please put your feet up and let me bring you some tea, some, some iced tea and some crumpets or something, maybe a candy bar, whatever, whatever, what would you like? Let me go and get it for you. No, we wouldn't expect that. We would expect that after that hard day's work, we would come in and we would take care of the master and feed him, and then we would be able to eat. And we wouldn't expect the the master to go, oh, thank you very much. Oh, that is so great. Because he we're just doing what we was expected of us from the beginning. And that's what this master in this vineyard is saying to these workers. What are you expecting? What were you expecting? I hired you to do the work. You came and you did the work. You got the wage that you needed. You see, in God's economy, it's not really about the work. In God's economy, it's about our need. God recognizes that we need Him. We need His generous provision. We need His great grace and mercy. There's none of us that can say to God, Hey, I've done all the work. Give me what I deserve. Right? Some of you, like me, grew up from a very young age knowing Jesus and being in the church, and may feel like I've been serving for a long time. I'm tired of all the serving I've been doing. I hope God rewards me really well. But the reality is, God doesn't need your work. He has hired you to bring you into His vineyard so that you might have the privilege and dignity of doing the work for which he has created you that we get to participate in his labors that's what he's invited us into but none of us deserves it's not like the type of economy where we are doing the work and then we deserve to be compensated and rewarded it's not that kind of work we're not that good Instead, it is God seeing our need for the denarius, right, for the day's wage. He's seeing our need for that, and He's inviting us to participate in His kingdom, saying, I am going to pay you. And it doesn't matter. It didn't matter if you came in at the beginning of the day, or the quarter part of the day, or high noon, or toward the end of the day, or the very, very end of the day. He's going to give us what we need every single time. Because in God's economy, it doesn't matter about the work. That's not what's important. What's important is that He sees our need and He meets our need despite our effort. Because every time I read this, it probably says something about my personality type and who I am as a person that is probably shameful, but I'll admit it anyway. When I read this, I identify as those early people, right? I got up early. I got brought in early. I did a lot of work. That's who I identify with. Why is that? Arrogance, probably. I I don't know. Do I feel like God really does owe me? There are times when I am working for the Lord. I I have the privilege, the privilege of working for a living for the Lord. He provides for me through my efforts for His kingdom. And then there are times when yet I go, oh! why is this so much work? Maybe you feel that way too. Maybe there are times that you are serving in a ministry or you are uh, helping with your life group or you are participating in some way or you're doing something and you see somebody else and go, they're not working very hard. Where do they get off not working very hard? God is generous and gracious. And despite how hard we think we're working, wherever we would place ourselves in being hired during that day, whether it's the first hour or third hour or sixth hour or ninth hour or even the 11th hour, wherever we would find ourselves on that scale, wherever you'd peg yourself, you're invited to work. You're invited to work. And at no point... At no point did you earn or deserve the right to it. That's the reality of God's economy. That He looked at us in our great need and He said, I am going to invite you into my kingdom. I'm going to invite you into my kingdom. And whether you work hard or whether you work little, I have sent my Son to die on the cross for your sin so that you might have eternal life, so that it is not based on your effort or your morality or your riches or your generosity, but merely on the grace of God. And you're brought in so that you can work but you're not earning anything because he has already provided for all of your needs. This is the economy of God. And this is why the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Because whether you come in first and you get a denarius or you come in last and you get a denarius, everybody gets eternal life when they come and believe that Jesus is their Lord and Savior. And God says, Welcome to my kingdom. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we ask for your grace. Lord, we ask for your grace to provide for all of our needs. We ask for your grace to provide for our financial needs, to provide for our physical needs, to provide for our spiritual needs. Father, we need your grace to remove our sin so that we might be acceptable to you. And we thank you that even though we are not acceptable, yet you welcome us anyway and invite us in. So Lord I pray for those who this morning feel like 11th hour workers. Lord I pray that they would not feel less or insufficient because they were called in at a late hour. But Father that they would recognize your grace and your generosity and delight and how generous you are. And Lord, I pray for those who feel like first-hour workers who have worked so hard. And Father, I pray that you would give them humility to recognize that what they have received from you exceeds their efforts by far. But yet you have given them the opportunity to serve in your kingdom for a long time. Lord, it is a privilege to serve you. May we see that day after day. We ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen.